0: Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Points of Brew podcast. I'm Stephen Carter and joining me this week, it's the virtual pub landlord himself, a man who lives, I believe, entirely in checkered shirts. It's Mr. Dave BV UK. Hi, Dave. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, it's very nice, mate. It's very nice indeed. I probably should have asked... um, But I didn't. I didn't want to because I didn't want to be rude because I didn't know if I knew it or not. But I don't know your actual full name, so uh, sorry to give you your uh, your Instagram handle as your introduction. But I actually don't know your full name, so apologies for that.
1: That, That's all right. It's uh, my Instagram handle is more more unique than my actual name. I'm uh, cursed by being a David Smith.
0: Oh right, okay. You're one of the Smith clan. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a, a sort of a common surname, as as I can attest to with Carter, you know, another run of the mill, another run of the mill surname. So I, I feel you're paying a little bit there. So um, how have you been, Dave? How's the, um, I'd say how's the lockdown been treating you? But I think you're still uh, out and about working, aren't you?
1: I am indeed. So I'm, uh, I, I work for the NHS. So I'm not, I don't do anything heroic. I'm not a, not a frontline member of staff or anything. But um, what we do um, is fundraising. So that's how I I pay for my beer I uh, earn a check by raising lots of money for uh, causes. So yeah, yeah it's been it's been interesting isn't it. It's uh, trying to find ways to I don't know not go stir crazy.
0: Yeah, well this is a thing isn't it. It's just trying to find things to to keep your sanity a little bit and obviously try and get out where you can in terms of going out and getting your exercise and then not not getting told off by the the police but I mean how sort of for you for travel in terms of for you getting to work? Then do you, do you drive or you public transport or how's how's that impacting you for work?
1: Um, so I drive. So I live in uh, I live in Brighton and right. I work in Surrey. So it's normally quite a, a emotional journey and in normal situations, so <laughs> you see 125. <laughs> and do 25 And you know what? It's it's brilliant. <laughs> well,
0: there's, yeah, there's uh, no, no one on the road.
1: road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. No one's on the road. put put, uh, put a podcast on. And uh yeah, just go A to B and then and then yeah, back again. It's been great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean to me, I mean I'm I'm still fortunate enough to be working from home at the minute, but when it comes back to normality when whenever that is, I'm I'm quite tempted to just see if I can work from home full time, to be honest with you, because it's it's saving me a fortune having to pay for petrol every day to, to, to travel to work. So I mean I travel probably about forty, fifty miles round trip every day. So I, I I top the car up at least every week and a half. So not doing that at the minute. It's it saved me a fortune. So, but yeah, it's um after driving down to Arundel down there with sort of the M25 and and the traffic and whatever. Kind of uh, I imagine your your journey and your your commute's a lot more stressful than mine down the M62.
1: <laughs> yeah, it can be. So I do uh, 135 miles ish a day. Wow, um, which. You know, I'm in the car, so it's not too not too bad at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think realistically, when it, when this is all done and dusted, I think a lot of companies will have to do something just to look at how they decide to operate. Because I think it's probably made people realise more that the stigma of working from home isn't just someone in their pajamas in for most of the day. Mm. Um, if anything, it's the majority of people I know, and myself included. It's probably harder to turn off. Yeah, uh, when you're at home. But I think it will make people realise that it's you don't you don't have to have meetings face-to-face. You don't have to continually uh, be in physical contact with your team to to get stuff done and dusted. And my favourite is that a lot of the stuff that you get called into meetings for, we're finally at an age where we can go, look, it can be done by email.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing in this country is that we have a lot of meetings for the sake of having meetings that don't need to be. You know, it's more just of a, a general chat or a you know like you say an email or a group chat or something is is sufficient and my other half Anna she works from home full-time you know she she's based at home so I mean she does everything remotely and I'm surprised that just the sort of the hasty sort of infrastructure that we've had set up to work from home from for my business it, it's worked you know I mean I'm working from a laptop and I've got a second screen but all the calls are diverted to my work mobile and there's not really been a drop-off apart from you know, it's different to speaking to people over sort of Microsoft Teams and WhatsApp conversations, and just been sat next to them or talking to them face to face. But it's surprising in such a short space of time how people have adapted and how the country's adapted to working from home, like you say. And and if that is then a possibility, it saves companies a fortune from having to open offices, have you know officers running and da da da, and people who've got company cars, that sort of thing. It will. It could potentially serve a lot of businesses fortune. I imagine in sort of off the back of it.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, you think about insurance, sort of all of the fun, sexy stuff that comes with with working for, uh, you know, running your own business. But mm. yeah, I'm not looking forward to getting my energy bill. Uh, no, the that <laughs> I do work at home, so
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least we're in sort of not the summer, but at least we're sort of getting towards the warmer months now, where you don't need the heating on you know, over the winter. So I suppose there's yeah, that, there, there is that blessing. <laughs> but yeah, but the uh, the electric meter is probably going sky high from just sat about watching more Netflix and Sky Go and gaming and such. So, but yeah, it's um, interesting times. Uh, but at least we're we're going to be at least on lockdown for at least another three weeks, I reckon, after after what they've said. So. So yes, we will. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where it goes, and we'll uh, we'll just have to roll with the punches, I suppose, and uh, not not acquire a, an even more so a, a drinking habit at the end of it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, what's so in terms of your sort of drinking routine? What do you sort of do? You sort of set yourself a limit or a target or a goal in terms of I'm not going to drink this much through the week, or I'm not drink through the week at all. And kind of how's that sort of impacted your drinking routine with this with this lockdown?
1: Um, it's thrown it completely out the window, <laughs> Stephen. Um, so I, what I try to do normally is uh, I don't drink through the week. Mm. And so, uh, but Friday, Saturday and Sunday, they're, they're the days for me to get through some of my my uh, trusty cans in the fridge. And yeah. occasionally every other Monday, I will have a couple of beers um, for virtual pub club. Yeah, but otherwise it's yeah. Try and try and stay uh, clear clear of the booze through the week. Predominantly as well, because I've got to that age now where if I have two big beers, um, you know, that's me ruined for the next day. Yeah. Now I've got this long commute from <laughs> a job, but I, I can't I can't afford to be groggy headed on the road. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now, oh, I don't know. It's um, it's, it's, that, it's that British spirit. If I'm honest, it's kind of you know, particularly days where you are working from home, you get you, you get your stuff done, you finally log off, and you go, do you know what? Sun's out, particularly last week or so. It's that being a holiday, isn't it? So you just go, yeah, yeah. Ah, why not? I'll just I'll crack one can, which is what I did yesterday. I thought I'll have one can, and then I had done four cans <laughs> very very quickly, and then then it was like, well, I've I've done it now. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, it's kind of, like, who, am I, who am I kidding? I might as well just have a couple more and, you know, just enjoy the last bit of sun before it goes away. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's thrown it out. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, I try and sort of stick to no beer through the week in terms of Monday to Friday. Well, I say Monday to, Friday, Monday to Thursday. I try and stick because normally, disregarding the lockdown Friday, we usually go to my parents' house, so I usually share a couple of drinks with my dad on a Friday. So I'm usually the same as you. Friday, Saturday, Sunday—usually my sort of drinking days. But even being in a routine of still working at the moment, Monday to Friday, being at home, still throwing my days out. And then this weekend, having because I've obviously clearly I'm off today for the bank holiday weekend, as I am Monday as well. Just the days are kind of just all blending into one. And after this weekend, I'm just going to have no idea of what what day it is at all. Um, But I had a few last night, which I'll kind of I'll touch on when we get into what we've been drinking. But uh, but yeah it's it's the bank holiday weekend technically it's holiday throughout the weekend for me because i would have been going on holiday this saturday had this all not happened so i'm i'm kind of in holiday mode so so yes um i do try and stave off where i can but at the moment it's just like who's, who's judging do you know <laughs> who's really who's keeping count because it's you're just going to do what you're going to do to get by do you know what i mean and if the, the the beer at the end of the day is just a small glimmer of uh of motivation or hope at the end of the day then it's um it's justifiable in my eyes, so. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm the same. I, I realised this morning I'm the same as you. I mean, I I had. Um, we'll touch on it. I had the um, the hot city beer last night, but I had a few others, and I had that just before I went to bed, and I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, I can feel that, you know. And <laughs> and it's like I only had probably three or four altogether, and it's like yeah. But I'm um, I'm silly. I, I don't drink water before I go to bed, so that's probably my uh, my reason for the for the grogginess on the morning and the. A bit of a headache that I feel when I get up. So, but yes, um, I'll treat myself this weekend. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only person that judges you is your uh, is your recycling uh, man, and you know what? They're not coming as regular at the moment. So, oh, God, hey, doesn't matter, does it?
0: <laughs> no, I um, I don't know. I don't know if I said to you before. I don't think I've, I've not said on here clearly before. But I um, I take the labels off the cans that I've I've had, and I've been kind of building the collection up for for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And then I had a week off unpaid to help work out the other week. And I was like, right, this is finally a time to get the cans off the, the, the or the labels off the cans, sorry, that I've been storing up. And I had about four boxes worth. And I did post them on my story not long since when I did them at the end of it, when it came to all the cans that I'd done, I'd filled the recycling bin three quarters of the way full with all the empty cans <laughs> that I'd started. up. And I was like, I said to Anna, I said, I don't want to go put these in the bin because I feel like people are going to think I've got a problem. <laughs>
1: That's why I've got a can wall, Stephen. Yeah,
0: this is true. You don't have that problem. So, <laughs> it, on that note, do you just, start, are they literally just stacked up one on top of the other? Are they like glued in position or anything like that? or
1: So, it's a tale of evolution. Hmm um first time i literally was keeping every can yeah and then realized if i don't get rid of the duplicates i'm going to have issues and people are going to start asking questions when they come over to the house because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh it doesn't look good does it mm. so yes yeah, so I, i'm quite lucky that i've got quite a, a decent garage set up um with power heating and i put decking down and stuff in it so mm. i can do uh Zoom virtual pub clubs from in there and well, that just so yeah so initially I just stacked them and then one day I opened the garage door because I was going to mow the front garden and the back door of the garage was open and the wind tunnel ensued <laughs> and it was this Armageddon if I'm honest. <laughs> so uh, since then yeah they're super glued in uh, on, on in sacks yeah and I as of this weekend just gone have uh, run out of wall space. So, I'm going to be borrowing liberally from uh, our good friend Nathan, uh, Mega Handsbar, and I'm going to be going across the ceiling of the garage. But oh, wow. what, I'm going to do something different for those. I'm going to cut the bottoms of the cans and uh, put insulation through them as well. Oh, wow. Because so, um, I thought, well, it looked pretty, and it's I've got loads of these really awful um, swimming noodles for some reason that I, mm. I can't find any other use for. So, I thought, well, I'll just put those through. That might, might do some good. So, yeah, yeah. so it's a. It's turned into a piece of working art as well as, um, now, a handy thing to keep my garage warm.
0: Yeah, home improvement. That's how you got to justify it, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll go yeah, down yeah. well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, with that in mind, obviously, talking about empty beers and things, we'll uh, we'll move on and we'll uh, we'll crack on to what we've been drinking. Lovely start. Right, so welcome back. Um, we'll press on with what we've been drinking with, obviously, our, our habits and our secrets told for our, from our empty cans and stashes. Um, so, Dave, obviously, as you, we are trying to say, we're trying to say we are cutting down on what we're drinking. Um, with that in mind, what have you been drinking recently?
1: So, so, regular viewers of Virtual Pub Club will find this is no surprise. Um, I have been absolutely caning through Steady Rolling Man from daya. Um, it's my, it's my, my core beer of, of choice in life um if you said to me dave i'm i'm afraid you can only ever have one beer for the rest of your days i it probably would be steady rolling and um, it's just the the right level of both sides it's not too big on the abv that i'm going to lose the ability to walk um <laughs> but it's got enough of a flavor profile it's it's got the right hops in it that i you know it's got my my collective in there um and it's in a in a adult size can as well, which is always a, a win for me. Um so yeah, I've been absolutely pounding through those at an alarming rate.
0: Yeah. I think I think a lot of people say that Steady Rolling Man's their sort of their go to as like their core beer or sort of the the one that if they want something that hits the spot but's not too strong, um, you know, that kind of fills fills both requirements. And like you say, with with day at least you get the, the big cans as well, don't you? So you get the full the full lot so it's something that i've not had for a while not honestly but from from listening to what people said in terms of dayer and their sort of brewing method it's something that they're always improving on isn't it so in terms of they'll they'll brew it once and they'll tweak it and brew it again until they find a recipe that kind of they're happy with and gets the best sort of feedback on and given how many releases of steady roller man we've had you know even in just the last 12 months i imagine it's probably in its its best form right now
1: it's honestly it's 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 great it's um yeah, it's like you say. I mean, they're, they're, they're a very intuitive brewery. They they understand the differences that they have. You know, they've, I they've, I would imagine if I ever get to go there, um, it's going to be like sitting down with some scientists because they, they're very, very regimented at how they do stuff. Mm. Um, but then they've got their creative touch on, on the end. So they know what's worked. And then there's a bit of creative flair just to nudge stuff in the, uh, the right way, the way that they really want to uh, see it come out. And yeah. Yeah, I, I've yet to have a bad hand kind of uh, Steelyard Man, so yeah, I can't, I can't recommend it enough.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing that you want from them, really, isn't it? In terms of you want them to make sure that they are perfectionists, and for want of a better phrase, sort of like be geeks, you know, in terms of making sure everything to the the last detail is corrected rather than just releasing something that they're not happy with, you know. And and that's that kind of is a testament to to the end product of pretty much all their beers from what from what I see on on Instagram, certainly anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think, do you know, we're in that kind of, particularly at the moment, we're in that, that age where a lot of us uh, panic, well, not panic by it, uh, you know, jump on the hype wagon quite easily. Mm. And I say that knowing full well that I've done that and will, I know, continue to do that. Sometimes it's just nice just going, do you know what, I, I don't want to be disappointed with beer. If I'm pa- paying out for a, a brewery delivery or you're going into your local bottle shop and you, you're worried about it, Sometimes I have that discount. Do you know what? I'd rather just go with what I know, guarantee that what well, I'm going to be able to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it's as I say, it's my go-to.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You want to, you want to know what you, you're paying in for, don't you? At the end of the day, especially if you're committing to buying a, a a large chunk of them, which is part of the reason why I tend not to buy sort of a bulk buy one beer that I've not tried before. Because if you buy six, seven cans of one beer and it turns out you don't like it, then you you're stuck with some other cans that you know. You're either going to have to drink and not enjoy, or potentially look at trying to trade. Which, again, if it's not a great beer, you might not have much luck trading <laughs> it anyway, might you? So, um, but yeah, I uh, I fully get what you're saying, especially now where people are sort of belt tightening as well, you know, in terms of the 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 cost and the outlay. So it's it's understandable. Um, so beyond steady rolling, man, what else have you were uh, What else have you been sipping?
1: So, well, it's, um, we're just into April now, but uh, it was my birthday month last month. Well, it was my birthday in March. I didn't celebrate the whole month. I'm <laughs> not that
0: a arrogant. two beers. <laughs> <days. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I was, I was very lucky to uh, receive a few beer-themed gifts. And amongst those were two beers that, um, yeah, they, they rocked my socks off. So one that really sticks to mind was um, Citra Cutting Tiles. Which is a double IPA from Trillium. Yep. Um, I love I love Citra. It's uh, up there for me, and yeah, double IPA is also my my jam. I love uh, I love those big beer big beer standards. Um, and the, it was this glorious thing. And Honestly, it's the they really bounced the hops really nicely, and it has um, just a slap of honey in it, and you, it not overpowering on the end. It's just this where the bitterness would normally kind of shine through at the close Mm. you just get this tang of honey sweetness and it was one of those ones that again for its percentage it's it sunk far too quickly
0: i think that's i think that's a problem with some of the the ones that we've seen recently though the the double ipas and the triple ipas and certainly for that that hop city one which we'll we'll talk about shortly is it's just so easy to drink it you know and and when i first started drinking this sort of strength beer you know you could it sometimes felt you were like drinking rocket fuel. Sometimes, you know, because the alcohol really came through. But I think we're getting to the point now where brewers are finding that they can hide that. You know, it's nice to have a little bit of that alcohol kick in there, but it's masked more by the flavour of the hops and other additions, like say with that with the honey. But you know, God, if you if you had a few cans of that or this by any, you know, what you've just said there, you, you'd end up legless, wouldn't you, quite quickly, sir? So.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, it, I think two would be the top, and I think that's also just because of the honey balance. But what you're saying about mm-hmm. the out it's entirely right. I mean, we go back two, two years, maybe, maybe less than that. Some mm-hmm. of the big beers, and particularly UK tippers, it was. I mean, if you buy a tipper, I from my perspective, I think you want to know it's, it's got the booze in you, yeah, that line of dipper to tipper. It's that kind of no, I want to be reminded that I'm having a, a proper proper beer here that's got that kick. Um and I think the way, particularly in the UK, the way things have evolved, we still can get that kind of boozy warmth or that that kind of bitter edge That um, I mean I, I quite like a bit of a, a savory bitterness at the close mm. Um with that alcohol balance where I think if we go back, as I say, you used to you used to get, you know, cracker can and you go, right, that smells out like nail polish remover. And it yeah. put you off the whole experience. I think it's evolved so much now that we yeah it's great it's great it's a great time to be into these things
0: Hmm. So. and and that's the thing and it just it's just constantly evolving you know it's just it's, there's always going to be something different or something they can change or you know even just people's taste changing you know and kind of tinkering and tailoring to that and it's just it's a never-ending you know there's a million and one things and more that you could do with a beer you know in terms of when you put the hops in what hops you use the strength you know even tweaking it by 0.1% or 2%, you know, so it's, I think we'll just constantly see a a, sort of a redefining of, of sort of every variation that we've, we've had up to point. And, you know, I think, I think um, Ryan said it when he was sort of on the, the triple hopped podcast last time saying this is the year of the, of the tipper and the strong beers. So, you know, if, if dippers and tippers are the way forward, then, you know, it could be quite a dangerous year this year, considering, you know, we're not going out anywhere and just sat drinking, triple IPAs, so it'll be interesting to see what else we've uh, we've got coming our way <laughs> Definitely,
1: at least at the moment we're locked away in homes, we can't really do much damage.
0: Yeah, this is true this is true, and you know obviously the, the, the failed weekend that this would have been at Hop City, which would have been this weekend you know, if, if there'd have been some there I uh, I imagine there'd have been a few saw heads if we'd have got some sort of trillium and equilibrium and, and vice versa of uh, dippers and tippers, I imagine, given it's a uh, set to be a nice weekend here in leeds as well so you know that's uh, if it's anything like last year's it have been uh, a bit of a rough, rough weekend i imagine yeah <laughs>
1: yeah very yeah, yeah.
0: and um what's your final beer that you've uh, you're going to mention
1: so um again it was a lovely, lovely birthday present um i got trappist uh, the number 12 the the, the muksha Claimed, and the one that's most people kind of hear about and then it slips slips through their memory because they think well I'm never going to get hold of that Mm. um and yes so I was very lucky to to treat myself to some of that the other day and it was yeah it (laughs) I don't don't really know what to say about you know it's one beer the year before and for all the right reasons it was unbelievably smooth um Mm. caramel chocolate uh I got the I definitely got through the raisin and I got the uh, the kind of the nutty bits that you get you expect through from it, and mm. yeah, get the warmth from the booze, and it's it was just gorgeous, and it it clung around, it stayed with you um, after every sip, and uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, it was one of those things. If you ever see the opportunity to get one, I just get it. It's mm. you'll, you can you can thank me later. It's uh, <laughs> it's just so different from what we've you know has been on the 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 menu for the probably the last year 18 months in the uk of you know diving deep in really experimenting with hops and making the best of these kind of opportunities to make haze bombs juice bombs or you know on the other side of things clear crisp hills and it's all the all of that stuff this is just mm-hmm. oh but it's yeah yeah i'm getting thirsty thinking about it
0: yeah <laughs> i mean in terms of that sort of beer and that brewing style and obviously their sort of tradition and history of the brewing you know in sort of Europe and sort of like Belgium, Germany, those sort of countries, it's just a completely different style and approach, isn't it? You know, in terms of this is what they've known for hundreds of years, you know, and they, if you think of how long they've known this sort of brewery method or this style of beer, and then to, in, again, in the way that they can tweak and refine it, you, you're going to have a, an infinite sort of possibility of var- variations, aren't you?
1: It's exactly, and I think... That's one of the many reasons why I really enjoyed this, because um, I, I think it kind of made me harp back to, you know, the simpler times of going into a pub and there'd be three taps <laughs> and one of them would be some god awful 2.6% lager that everyone buys in cans for sunny days. Mm. And then you you'd go, what is that old pump that's got, you know, basically it's it's got something brown in it, <laughs> that, and where you find you find a really nice just you know, a nice Belgian beer or nice anything amber really. the <laughs> yeah, yeah. the the profile of flavours in it that, you know, just I it, i just see I'd struggle to see a new brewery pop up and be able to do that kind of complexity. Mm. It's yeah, it's just a throw it's a throwback while looking forward. It's um yeah, it's a mind melt really.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of just shows the respect and sort of the appreciation that a lot of new breweries or sort of existing brewers have for that style and that sort of heritage is that I certainly haven't seen anybody else outside of those territories brew this sort of style of beer because I think it's just a case of they do it, they do it well, and it's kind of their jam. So we'll we'll leave them to, to do it and kind of own it really. Um, you know, and, and if there have there have been any sort of brewers that have attempted it, I certainly haven't seen it or seen people talking about it anyway.
1: Yeah. No, it's I think the closest I've had in recent memory would be Arundel did a DeBell and that was mm. that was really, really good. I think that was just before Arundel Brewfest, actually. Mm.
0: Um but yeah,
1: it's, it's you know, you can't you can't beat the the history really, can you?
0: Yeah. Well there's just the thing, it's 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 what they've known and they've, they've known for like say hundreds of years. So you're not really gonna argue with that if you've just kind of come on the scene or, you know, even if you've been a brewer for say ten years, that ten years versus sort of three hundred years or however long, you know it don't really it exactly. don't really stack up, does it? So no, it's it's with good reason that they uh, they stay clear. But um, but if you can't have a sort of a, a special beer or a, a big beer like that around in and around your sort of your birthday or your birthday month then I uh, I don't know when you can have it really.
1: Exactly. It's uh, it was yeah. I was very lucky to uh, to be given it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No definitely. Um in terms of beers that I've been drinking um we'll we'll jump in the one that i've already mentioned pretty Mm -hmm. much already um is the hop city we are europe um the double dry hot double ipa which was brewed for the uh the sadly now defunct um hop city festival which we said we should have been this weekend um so this is by northern monk with frau gruber soma and poppin puffin i'm not entirely sure how you pronounce that one to be honest we have i've always <laughs> wondered how to pronounce that so apologies if i've uh, i've got that sort of horribly horribly wrong um but yeah but this this is an absolute monster it's it's 9.5% and it just drinks like a normal sort of session or sort of 5 6% beer it's incredible um i'd seen mixed reports about it um which i kind of still buy beer regardless of what I see online about it unless I see people say it's horrendous and people that I kind of, I know and I trust their sort of, their views in terms of the beers that they like because obviously beer's unique to everybody Into it at the end of the day and but you kind of get a feel for who sort of like similar beers to what you do mm. so unless I see somebody similar to that really Hammeros later beer. I kind of, I kind of reserve my own judgment for it, and I'm, I'm quite glad I did with this really because I absolutely love this. um And I don't know if you've had it or not, Dave, but it's oh, it just makes me wish that that festival was happening because just that beer alone, I could have had an infinite sort of return ticket to, to go and get these, you know, this refill there. It's just incredible. um But yeah, it's it's really good and sort of it's got the sort of the big sort of hopped in there you'd expect. It's got. Um, Citra, um, Citra T90, um, Simcoe T90, but then it's also got Cryo Sabro in. Um, so again, that sort of divisive Sabro, Struck, Sabro, Hoff, however you want to pronounce it, that's kind of dividing Instagram at the moment. Which I don't know what your sort of thoughts on on Sabro are, but certainly in this beer, I, um, I'm, I'm a fan for certain.
1: It's well, firstly, that sounds uh lush. I'm quite lucky that I've got a can coming, apparently. So oh. um yes, yeah, so will t- touch in words um, that, that happens. Um Sandbro Sub, whatever however people are pronouncing it, um it's it's like anything if I from from my opinion. Um it's there's a balancing act and I can I totally get why some people are just not into it. Just won't if I see it on the uh, on the label, they're going no. Um, but again, like with you know with anything, it's it's how it's used. And yeah. I, I quite like it to be honest. The beers I've had that have been kind of led in in uh, with Sabro, been lovely. There's yeah. off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that was awful. But I can also it's one of those uh, one of those things that I can imagine you do it wrong. Yeah, it would be uh, yeah awful. But mm. it's it, yeah that balance that's.
0: <laughs> yeah it is yeah and, and, and i completely get it because i mean i'm sort of the worst sort of person in the world for sort of coconut flavors mm. and i've seen that people have said that it gives a sort of a coconut or a sort of a pina pina colada sort of edge some people have got that as a finish so if it's used in you know a, a high quantity i can imagine that it probably would be something that i wouldn't i wouldn't be all right with and i probably wouldn't enjoy but um i've seen a lot of subbles um which was used that's kind of that's sabro heavy isn't it um and i've seen a lot of people sort of knocking that and um heaven forbid drain pouring it as well so you know it's that's that's the last thing you want to do with beer isn't it but if it's (laughs) if it is that bad then god you know it it must be must be bad but certainly from from that and it must be in either a very controlled way or a very minimal way that it's been used in this uh we are europe beer it's it's definitely done it for me but um kind of linking in and tying into another beer that I've had, um, which features Sabro is um, Parallax by Atom, mm-hmm. um, which is a Sabro and Eldorado um, IPA, which again, I, I got none of the sort of the pineapple or pina colada or any, any of the sort of the things that I've expected since reading about it. So again, I'm quite happy that I reserve judgment. So I've tried it myself um, because that was, again, silky smooth lovely finish plenty of plenty of flavor and a sort of a little bit of haze but not sort of a, a juice a juice bomb or a hazy boy that you know that you get from a New England IPA but I was I was reading up on the sort of the more of the profile of Sabro and in terms of the the actual hop itself apparently it's quite oily um mm-hmm. so it gets you get quite an oily finish in the beers which makes it um you know a lot smoother which certainly from these two that I've had you know that that is an excellent quality to have because again especially with the parallax because it wasn't as strong if you're getting that sort of that oily resiny sort of sticky feel it kind of that's reminiscent of what we were saying earlier about the stronger beers out there you know and that's kind of what i like when you're drinking a strong beer is you kind of get that sort of stickiness to it um which this this is what you get from from sabre by all accounts so um, i'll be interested to see as kind of that hop progresses and obviously gets into more beer and you know breweries kind of get more comfortable with it in terms of brewing with it, its processes what quantities to use it in to kind of control its flavors if it's you know overpowering then i'd be interested to see how that that's a, how that body sort of lends itself from from the hop as well so um and then the third beer the final beer that we'll, we'll touch on is another atom beer which is resonance which was their single hop mosaic pale mm-hmm. uh, which for me mosaic is one of my one of my hops that's up there with you know with the likes of citra you know that the the sort of the the flavor that you get from mosaic if you get get it right and you get fresh mosaic it's it's so it's such a strong flavor but such a really nice and refreshing flavor as well it's not an overpowering flavor or you know one that even if you put a high quantity of it it would still taste really really clean and really fresh for me and that was one of the reasons why we, um, obviously, with the wedding being moved now, the, the beer that we were brewing for the wedding, we finished that off with a, a boatload of fresh mosaic because it just oh, smelled and tasted so, so good out of the packet. Mm. And we will be rebrewing it again for when the wedding actually is going ahead come October, fingers crossed. And, you know, again, we'll be finishing it off with mosaic because, for me, the flavour of mosaic is just fantastic. And, and this resonance by Atom was just superb you know and and for for me i'd no disrespect to the beer or to to wanna as such but if i if I give a beer to wanna and it's sort of like the 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 juicy boys or the hazy boys or something like that and she sort of smells it and drinks it she she won't touch it because it's just far too strong but something like this if she enjoys it then it just goes show that it's kind of you know i i class it as a good beer you know if she if she'll drink it you know so if it's sensitive to her palate or you know appealing to the palate then certainly it's um, it's a good beer but yeah but that is that was incredible um so i mean atom have always been one of my sort of places that i've been meaning to go because they are based in hull which is about 45 minutes to an hour away from where we are here so it's not a million miles away by any stretch but it is literally the only reason why i would travel to hull because anyone <laughs> who's around here will know there's, there's not a lot of reasons to go to hull unless it's to go to atom or to visit um mark uh beard or duo craft beer etc because they're, they're they're both whole lads so you know it's kind of of you them know, things to say we'll meet up and we'll go have a drink which sadly we, we can't do at the moment but certainly for as long as they keep pumping sort of good beers out like this um i'll keep buying them and i'll, I'll definitely go visit them when it's all over because this in the last sort of six to ten months or so they seem to have got a, a much better name for themselves a much sort of bigger presence out there as well so i mean i don't know what I mean, do you see sort of much of Atom where where you are in terms of in bottle shops and things like that, or sadly
1: not? Um I no. it's funny enough you say about Resonance because that's the that's my that's what I want to have as my first Atom. I'm um, mm. you, I love Mosaic kits. Oh, I, I won't go on about it. People think this is some <laughs> kind of yeah. I don't know what they think, but yeah, I, I love Mosaic, and um, you get a, you get a single hop right and. Yeah, you, you're, you're on your way. I think it's, mm. um, I think it's a solid staple. for We, I've only had a couple of bad times, and I won't mention who they are. But mm. get it right, and yeah, it's. I've heard good things, and I kind of think when I when I get the first opportunity to to exchange some money for some atom, it's going to be a, that's going to be the
0: first one I get. Yeah, yeah, and and you 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 know you I don't think you'll be disappointed because certainly for somebody else who lo- loves. The mosaic hop it's it's just such a great showcase of that hop and like you say when you do it right you know you you know they've done it right and this is one of them that's just yeah you could quite easily smash a couple of those cans one after the other and you just wouldn't won't drop off at all so mm-hmm. but yeah if you, can, if you can get your hands on on one of them then i I'd, I'd definitely recommend it because it is it is great and i've just seen they've just released a new beer this week which i'm hopefully going to try and get my hands on but it's just a case of where it lands in terms of you know the bottle shops around here and what have you, and ordering it direct. Because again, no disrespect to them, but I don't want to commit to ordering several of those and obviously not enjoy it sort of thing. But I've seen um, Joe; um, he's he's had a can of it already, and he he's in love with it. But I think he's, um, I think it's fair to say he's one of Atom's biggest uh, biggest fans. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Mark were both representing Arundel. Want they? So, uh, so yeah, so. But yes, um, but yeah. If you can definitely get, if you can get your hands on on a on a kind of resonance, and certainly if there's any anywhere that I can help, then um, yeah, do it for sure. Um, so yeah, so we'll put that to one side for now. Um, but we'll move on to a kind of a, a little bit of news, which I'm hoping come the next episode um, when that's been recorded, I'll um, I'll have some other news to announce other than some uh, some more supermarket beers because it seems to be a supermarket appreciation podcast at the moment given uh, the last episode about morrison's latest um latest stack that they've got in there um but yeah but tesco seem to be uh, fighting back um domo beers has kind of been widely regarded on instagram as the the chief of <laughs> supermarket beers and the savior of you know getting good beer into supermarkets so people can can justify buying beer whilst to do the the weekly shop rather than having to go to the bottle shop or the missus and the other halves. So, um, on other, I don't know if you've seen this much Dave or not, but on other sort of channels though, on sort of like Twitter and Facebook though, his his name seems to have uh, been dragged through the mud a little bit. Which I know there's certain pockets of the sort of the craft beer community on other other channels beyond Instagram that aren't sort of as close knit as as the Instagram community, shall we say? But um, but yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of backlash on other channels, which I get, but, you know, I don't want to delve too deep into it, but it's, um, it's one of them things that you're never going to, you're never going to win everybody with Supermarket Craft Beer, are you?
1: No, and no, it's, I've got some very close friends who have very strong opinions about um, the access to some of these beers mm. in, the, in the supermarket. And I have a difference of opinion to them, but, you know, I, I respect those. Um, Yeah. I, the, I, I don't know how to put it nicely, to be honest but I think the <laughs> the, the backlash is it is what it is. I understand yeah. it's for some people this is their their main passion. This is where they drive all of their all of their personal energy into, and they've got a very emotional investment, um, which mm. is fine. It's it's that's absolutely fine. I the line for me is it's it's one it's it's one cat who's doing their job. Um he did for yeah. it he it it's not gonna affect hit the growth of his personal business just yeah have a bit of have a bit of a hindsight to to the impacts that 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 can have on someone and um you know it's is it is what it is and it's thankfully I think some questions were asked of some people and they moved on and that's that's great I just think it's it's beer it's supposed to be fun yeah. it's it's great to be able to share good beer with 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 friends, um, but virtually two meters apart, please, and only in yeah, yeah. household at the moment, <laughs>
0: responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: do you know what it's? You know, I, I get it. i i i lost um, my favorite bottle shop in Brighton. Mm. Thankfully, i um, I discovered a another fantastic one, and it's, for my opinion, it's the the only proper bottle shop in in Brighton, and. Yeah, it's. I know it's impacted their business. Um, but on the flip side, for some of these breweries, it's it's game changing for them. It's going to enable them to do a hell of a lot more, and it's going to enable them to crack out some of the big specials that we can get on uh, in our bottle shops that aren't going to be in Tesco, Morrison's, where you know, Asda, whatever. Um, because they've had that increase in revenue, they've had that exposure, more is going to be asked of them, so it's yeah. it's it's i'm not intelligent enough to weigh in basically and say this is the way it should be i see the best of both and i understand the negatives involved but you know I'm not, my dad's fully in the craft uh craft beer scene as you and me have discussed with uh your your dad being not an exceptional artist but he's he's got the love of the uh of, of the nectar as well um yes yeah. you know a, a gateway beer for him he, he really enjoyed uh, neck oil uh out, mm. yeah, yeah and before he i had to admit to him how much some of the uh, the amounts of money i spend on some of these beers that we love uh, <laughs> well, he picked up stuff in in his local supermarket you know for him his first run of a hype beer was uh, Cloudwater cloud dog brew that was the first time he went oh that's one of the breweries you really like and i'm brew dog um and ironically, they just obviously didn't expect what people would buy, so my dad was doing the what we normally do on bloody online and in bottle shops going, oh, I need to grab hold of that. But, um, <laughs> you know, accessibility-wise, it's enabled some of my friends to understand why I take an interest in what I do and why, you know, I, well, I'm quite lucky to have a tap room in, in Brighton, a fantastic little brewery called Unbarred, who um, mm. I get along really, really well with the team there, so they understand why I've got an interest in it, why... I've spent time. Why did Arundel uh, Brewfest? They they yeah. in, they understand that because they've gone. I want to see what this our uh, mug of a mate is on about. We'll pick up a that's that brewery. Reckon, that's a recognisable name to what he's got on about. So uh, it's it swings aroundabouts. My basically, I'm into into you, Stephen. And the reality is, I haven't got a foggy. It's yeah. Mm, I'm just an idiot who drinks it. So if it's yeah, if I can get it cheaper and it's as good. Great if I can still support my my fantastic bottle shops and my and my breweries. That, bleh, bleh, God, I haven't even had a beer yet, and um, breweries <laughs> that I enjoy more the better. So I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing in it though, it's accessibility at the end of the day for me. And and you know I I, I won't kind of go on about it too much because it's something I discussed sort of a lot with Martin last week. But at the end of the day, looking back to my journey, I started with like much like like you say your dad there, brew dog Beaver Town. That sort of thing. And then look where I am now. You know, and if that's the gateway beers and the introduction of via the supermarket, some people, whether they stick with that or go on to other stuff, you know, it's going to, like you say, it's going to ask questions of the brewery and other breweries in terms of going to seek other beers out and other beers that they'll only be able to get from the brewery direct or a bottle shop, then it's going to have some sort of positive impact on the back end of it. You know, the immediate response is no shortly, but later on further down the line you know it's 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 inevitable that you know you're going you're going to get questions asked and people're going to say you know search other beers out and certainly for my dad who doesn't spend as much on beer as, as I do like you said he's he's um, been more active on on Instagram recently but certainly for his beers he's he's happy just picking stuff up from, from the supermarket you know and then just every now and again going to Rainville or York's Craft beers or wherever and getting some other beers that he can't get in the bottle shop and still Going direct to the source and still supporting where he can, so it's it, it like you say, it's a fine balance. And it's a double-edged sword, and the argument are, could rage on for five or ten years, and you'd never get a definitive answer out of it. But no,
1: no, for, no. for
0: for me, I'm the same as you. It's beer. We're supposed to enjoy the beer, you know. Enjoy it. That's the that's the end. You know, yeah. if you buy a beer and you like it, you know, no matter where you've got it from, you've got to be and you've enjoyed it. And that's what we need. That's what we're trying to do. And that's what obviously what like to me and you and other people on Instagram are just trying to do it is just share positivity about beer that we've had to get it into people's hands and if they see it they buy it, you know, and it doesn't matter where the where they get it from at the end of the day, you know, because it's it's just about getting that good word out, isn't it? So yeah, but yeah it's, um... it's
1: it's all about just yeah just having fun with it. It's beer. When you go out for a beer yeah. you're not going out for a beer to you know do do some do your taxes. I mean some people might do but it's a it, release. <laughs> it's a it's a it's it's a lit go it's something to enjoy and kick back or enjoy with friends or enjoy just for the sake of it it's it's that's that's what beer is for i mean that's why beer was originally made so yeah but saying Mm, that i I just wanted to say i uh love your dad's page it's um, nc redrawn am i right
0: yeah that's the right yeah that's right mate yeah yeah
1: top man top man yeah comes from, from good stock
0: yeah, yeah, well he wouldn't have said so to start with because like I said on the on the pod last week is you know three years ago I, I didn't touch anything in terms of beer or anything so it probably was questioning my uh, my heritage at one point in time but but since then it's kind of it's come out and now he's um, you know he's got something to be proud of in terms of somebody he can share a beer with you know I don't, I don't have a even a, a sort of a small percentage of his talent that he's got in terms of his artistic ability so um, I'll um, I'll it taking pretty pictures of beer and taking credit for them on, on Instagram or trying to take pretty beers anyway. So, um, but kind of tying that, tying that up in terms of the supermarket beers. Um, if anyone wants to sort of look at what's coming out, um, it's at Dumbo beers on Instagram. Um, he's launching a new beer every day until next Friday, I think it is. Um, I'm not sure over the bank holiday weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, well, he's done one today as we record on the Friday. I'm not sure about Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Um, but go have a look because he's also running a competition to win a crate of the, uh, the beers that he's announcing as well. Um, so today, I don't know if you saw Dave, but we've had some salt announcements. Um, so I know we've seen salt in Morrisons in the last batch from last week, but um, they're really releasing iCat in Tall Boys in 440ml cans, which they're usually 330. So they're having exclusivity over the 440ml release. So that's that's quite exciting because that's a, that's a really good salt beer, is that? So I'd be interested to see you know, he's, he he admitted himself that he's not pulling any punches. And um, you know, the releases get better. So I'll be interested to see what can trump, obviously, the ones from Morrison's and, and expectations of what what we've already got. So I'll be very interested to see what what comes out of the the rest of the announcements that he's got. Um, he's got planned yeah, definitely for, for next week.
1: Fingers crossed, eh?
0: Yeah, well that's it. And like you say, the, the end result is hopefully people get some get some decent beer and, and that's 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 what we're here for. That, that's what we all enjoy. So hopefully oh. yeah, we can all be friends at the end of it. Um but I didn't know this, Dave, until we got chatting and we said, you know, we'll we'll do an episode together. But you're also a bit of a gaming nut like me, which obviously we do craft beer we don't really do gaming on our Instagram pages so it's not something that we really will have discussed or come across beforehand but it's surprising how many people since I've said that we're going to do a craft beer or wanted to do a craft beer podcast with a little bit of gaming and how many people have come to light and said oh I like a bit of gaming as well and and there's been a lot of people that have come out since then so with that in mind Dave obviously we'll get into what we've been playing but in terms of your sort of gaming history, gaming pedigree, have you have you always been a gamer since a kid? Or is it something you've kind of got into as no, you've got so, older? Um, or... I've,
1: got, um, I've got a long story with gaming. <laughs> so um, my first mm. kind of foray into gaming was a uh, Nintendo Game Boy. So when I was four years old, I had a heart operation. And so I, I was in the hospital for three and a half, four weeks. My dad's football team uh, got together and... I was going loopy so back then, there wasn't any games or anything, and I had, couldn't get out of bed. I had to stay lying down. So my well, dad's football team got together mm. and bought me a Game Boy, and it came with Tetris. And I played that continuously um, for about a year. I'm 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 hot at Tetris, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm um, oh, <laughs> the Tetris it. I king. Thought, well, it's passed on to real life. Um, you watch me <laughs> pack a boot in my car, son. I can get things to fit in ways you wouldn't believe. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, And then it's.
0: Yeah. Take you to the supermarket to to pack the carry bags when they're (laughs) chucking it down from Aldi or something like that. You're you're the boss. Honestly. Um,
1: And then it's. So then my mum and dad played the Game Boy as well, and they thought this is actually pretty cool. So for my uh, first birthday after getting out of hospital, um, my mum, dad, and my granddad got together and bought me a brand new little console uh, called a Sega Mega Drive, and that was it, mate. I, I'm in. Oh. It's, it's yeah, um, that's it from there. I, I grew yeah. up a Sonic kid. I absolutely loved that, and then it was just any game I I could get. I, I was a blockbuster era as well, so. Um, before I got my first PlayStation, I used to go up to Blockbuster and rent the uh, the old cartridges, mm. give them a blow to make sure they worked, hang them in. And, uh, you know, they're like so Alien Storm, Unsung Hero. That was a terrific game on the Mega Drive. And yeah, went and then I got into, um, my brother got an N64, um, and so we used to play Mario Kart and um, I'm a big wrestling fan as well, which people don't know. So I um, got onto the mm. WrestleMania 2000 and uh, the No Mercy game, and then I got got a PlayStation, and I, I've been with PlayStation since. So I've had a one, two, three, and I uh, yeah got got a four at the moment, which is uh, when I when I get five minutes away from my my three year old uh, trying to either hit me in the testicles or. Um, Play uh, Lion King <laughs> or Gecko uh, PJ Masks. Um, I'm Gecko, by the way, if you were wondering. And the PJ Masks. Um, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's quite a nice relaxation uh, relaxation tool to to kick back.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's an incredible story in terms of how you how you got into gaming and kind of a, a testament in terms of breaking the stigma of obviously, I think what's been there for sort of sort of if you go back sort of ten fifteen years of sort of nerdy kids sat in the bedrooms playing the pc you know don't go out the you know they, they don't see the light of day that sort of thing and kind of that sort of era of gaming sort of growing up with that it's it's kind of once it's kind of ingrained into your dna so to speak that that's it really isn't it and i think with gaming you either are or you aren't you know it's one of them things that you either do or you don't do um and certainly from from what you've been saying there in terms of the the era that that you grew up in i think my brother's he was kind of got me into gaming a bit more than me because i mean he's slightly older than me he doesn't really play games now which is quite bizarre but when he was younger he we had sort of like sega Master system mega drive you know then we had the ps1 and you know we were we were sega as, as you you know we weren't nintendo we we didn't have a nintendo console until game boy and mm. the gamecube i don't think so we didn't you know i didn't grow up playing sort of nintendo games i was Sega and Sonic through and through, and then we kind of got to the PlayStation. Then, then it came to the Xbox, and then since then, I've kind of been lucky enough to have a, an Xbox as well as a PlayStation. Kind of, kind of go from there. But, uh, but yeah, the the history of gaming from from there, like you say, is just you know incredible. If you if you go all the way back, and then the fact that it kind of your mom and dad got involved with it as well that that's that's unusual because you know in that in that era as well, you know, it wasn't really a thing that sort of. "Quote unquote older, older people no, really that got not, on board
1: with was it." It's, 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 to be honest, it's more of a testament to the, the style of game and the fun that can be had. I mean, I, um, I can I look mm-hmm. back fondly on uh, on many many evenings of uh, playing when we got an N sixty four. So we got um, an N sixty four because my when they'd just been launched. Um, my mum entered my young, mm. my. I've got two younger brothers, one of them into some kind of contest or position, so we got an N64 as like a prize, um, which was fantastic, so came with the four controls, we had Mario yeah. Kart, and this night of playing uh, Mario Kart with my mum and dad, and when my brothers go to bed, they, you know, mum and dad would crack open a, a cup, you know, a bottle of wine or whatever, and there'd be music on, and watching them drunk trying to play uh, the rainbow road level was was fantastic so <laughs> it, i mean it's interesting but i think um people who either into gaming or not um i think there's stuff there's games like i say like mario kart or um good ones the the lego games for me as well it's they're, they're a good kind of yeah i don't know um you're not into games that's fine give this a go it's a bit fun it's a bit cheeky and People, you know, Buzz Buzz was a great game. Why that hasn't been re released onto a, a newer console, um, I, mm. I don't know. It's they're, they're you know, this gateway ones that people can get involved with. It's not, it's not Metal Gear Solid, which I love, but it's not,
0: it's no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, if, if you don't play games, you, you don't chuck a Metal Gear that Solid at somebody at to so. say crack on <laughs> let us know what you think. Is it so? Um, but with obviously between, like you say, been been kicked in the in the in the ghoulies and, and whatnot and when you when you get a spare five minutes what is it you've um what have you um, been turning so to at the moment i'm
1: then? notoriously bad at buying games so i i it's it seems to be the games that i really like are on like a two-year cycle if not more of you know the next edition so i go back and revisit um revisit some old games that i i really enjoy. Um, like i said at the moment it's a bit different so i recently picked up sonic mania so i've already kind of waxed lyrical about my my love for all things sonic um and it's terrific it's for people that have played it on the mega drive and they're not sure about it because i think it's 15 20 quid and thinking why am i paying for that just to have a 16-bit game on a a game console that can you know do all these fantastic things um it's a it's a reimagination on the classic there's a lot of stuff that you'll remember from your childhood and it's amazing how games that you haven't played since you were like six, seven years old, you get behind it again you go, it's just intuitive, it's that second nature again. Um as well as this like loads of brand new levels and twists and all the things we um yeah, we've got we've got going in in this realm of Sonic the Hedgehog and oh, it's, it's I love it. Absolutely brilliant. The mm. mute I love I love the soundtrack um, of all these like Sonic 3 soundtrack was amazing um this leans on that as well uh oh, it's, oh, it's so good so have you had a chance to play it
0: yeah I haven't played Sonic many but in terms of just the like I say from growing up and just being you know Sonic and then playing like even like Sonic spinball um you know on the, on the mega drive you know that the, the sounds and the music in Sonic games are so iconic that you either remember it or even if you listen to if you haven't and you listen to it, you'd know it's Sonic, you know, because you know, it's just that sort of that game and that era and that soundtrack in terms of, they were incredible at making, you know, that, that Green Hill Zone, you know, just that on its own, is just an iconic sort of soundtrack of forever, you know, that'll always stick in my mind, you know, it's just, it's there. And when you kind of get humming it or whatever, it's like, it sticks yeah, in your mind yeah. for days and on end.
1: People with Eagle uh, Ears will... Noticed that on the virtual pub club uh, videos that I've done, that are prepared, so they're not live videos. Uh, the intro that, since I've changed the logo and given it a bit of a facelift, uh, is a Sonic, uh, an adaption from Sonic shoes. So, um, yeah, m- much is my love mm. for it. So that's that's one that's probably the new thing um, I'm I'm kind of working through, just because it's easy to pick up and put down. Um, I recently tried the Call of Duty update, the yeah. Warzone one. Have you given this a go?
0: Uh, I I have uh, I blow hot on cold with Call of Duty, man. so I mean you'd be best talking <laughs> about Warzone because I've I've not touched it. But I I get sick of kids killing me online. You know I I get very Sorry. angry with games, and if I get if 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 I if I jump online and you know I get keep getting killed with fourteen year olds, then yeah, it, it's not for me. So, but I'd be interested to see see what 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 it's actually like though, because Warzone the sort of like the sort of like the survival hundred yeah so it's, um, so it's
1: like uh fortnite yeah. i've never played fortnite because that's clearly marketed at people a lot younger than me so i've not not got into that i know there's people that in my my, my age range that do play a bit it just didn't fancy it so yeah there's the idea there's a giant map mm. 150 players there's a gas cloud closing in and it's essentially like survival like a battle royale really um And I'm the same as you. I think Call of Duty is one of those games that is very age-specific. When I first got my first Call of Duty um, online one, which was, what, three, maybe two? I don't know. Whatever one was uh, the first one to utilise PlayStation's online technology, Um, I was all in for the uh, online stuff. And the last Call of Duty game I bought, which the Warzone one's a free update, um, I bought because I wanted to play the campaign mode and I'm not in love with the online stuff. Just Mm. because you say... I'm. I've missed. I've not been playing it uh, long enough or dedicated enough. So I get in. I just want with a handgun for a bit. This is fun. This looks really pretty. Wow, the graphics! How they've evolved. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Man.
0: Um, yeah, and that's it. Until all the 149 it, other people are dead. Yeah, or 148 so be, as yeah, it in is. In that yeah. Last
1: <laughs> one. So I, whenever I throw a hissy fit and go, you know, again, I, I can't deal with a 13 year old teabagging me virtually to say, ha ha, I've killed you. And I'm still <laughs> looking at the shoes in the game. Um, I go back to Old Faithful, which is uh Batman, the Arkham series. Uh, I'm Anyone who's yeah. kind of seen vi- uh, footage of my front room will notice the two giant pieces of uh, Batman-themed art, Batman and uh, Joker on my wall, uh, by Pixel Ombre, which I absolutely adore. Batman's uh, all about... Oh, it's all about Batman and the Batman universe and the Arkham games are just, I agree, Arkham Knight, the Batmobile sucks, but the rest of it is, oh, I just love it. So it's kind of the, one of those ones I can go back to, uh, like, like I was saying about earlier about Sonic, it's this muscle memory. I can go in, I can have a good time. And um, yeah, that, it's, that's me Pick me up on the gaming where Call of Duty, Warzone's making me feel manic uh, how bad I am or I can't uh, I can't deal with the cuteness of Sonic anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's nice to actually hear somebody who's like sort of as, as passionate about sort of Batman as, as what I am because I've I've had the debate and I'll probably continue to have the debate about whether Batman is actually a superhero or not, you know, because oh he does not actually have a superpower and oh he's is a bit mental. You know, it's and uh, you know for me I just, I just love the whole universe. You know the, the actual Batman Character, the background, the story, and and the 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 villains in in Batman as well is what is what gets me. And you know that that the sort of the the Batman and the Joker relationship to me is the best relationship out have any sort of superhero and supervillain series or franchise or is going because it's that he never beats him because he needs him sort of thing. You know, it's that it's sort the, of it's
1: the greatest love
0: story ever. Battle, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you know, and there's that there's the moments in the game, you know, where he's like, "Kill me, go on," but you can't live without me. And it's like, it, it, you know, you you see him having that sort of emotional and sort of psychological impact on on him that he 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 can't bring himself to kill the Joker. And you know, it's there's times where oh yeah, he has killed him, and that's it this time. And then it, it's, it's still not dead, you know. And and those games that the Arkham games are fantastic, you know, and and you know they've been re-released and obviously touched up you know to kind of be showcased on you know the ps4 and the xbox one and they still look incredible you know and then the level of detail in those you know the the wealth of the the character the story you know in terms of the the side missions with the other villains as well you know it's it's all there you know it's just pure lore for for, the batman universe and for anyone who's a a sort of a Batman nerd or Kevin Conroy into and that Mark
1: Kamel, which just... are the, the definitive the definitive characters for me. He is Batman. Yeah. He, is, he is
0: Pamela's He's, Joker. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: What about you? What have you been uh, yeah, yeah. fiddling with?
0: So um for me recently um for anyone who's kind of into gaming will know that the Final Fantasy 7 remake has come out today I believe. I believe that re that, that launched and released today. Um, but this, this sort of, this week I've been looking at videos in terms of, you know, the reviews, the previews, the walkthroughs of the re-release and that sort of thing. And it really, really wanted, made me want to play the original. Um, you know, I've, I've still got a slight bit of trepidation about getting the remake because if they've ruined any part of it for me, then it's just ruined it forever. Um, you know, and my other problem is that it's, it's releasing in episodes. It's episodic. So this first release that's out today is not the full package. You know, so for me, it's you know, for me, it's like it's coming out in sort of chapters, and it's like just just give me the whole thing because that's again, if I if I'm in, if I'm in, I'm in. I want to play it and I want to play it from start to finish, you know, because I don't want to get in and complete that chapter and then be left waiting six to ten months for the next one because I'll have I'll have either lost interest or you know I'll have to play it all again. Which for me, once I've completed the game, it's where I go back, but. um I have a Nintendo switch um getting to my point, and the other old Final Fantasy Seven, eight and nine, and even ten and ten part two, um I think um, and even eleven or twelve are all are all on the switch now. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna have to buy it. I'm gonna have to buy it and play it because I think i have I've either got the p s one still somewhere. Or I've got my p s two somewhere and my original disc copy of Final Fantasy Seven. Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not messing about doing that. I'll play it on the Switch just for portability. And I probably shouldn't publicly announce it, but whilst it's been quiet at work this week for a quiet ten or fifteen minutes, just switch it on and just quickly run from you know one objective to the other, then just put it down, you know, to keep just keep it ticking over. Um, but yeah, for a 23, 24 year old game, that on on the Switch is is incredible. You know, and and no, it's not a new game, and it's never going to be, but. Even just that it has been touched up, and you know, kind of the polygon textures and what have you cleaned up a little bit. And to be back in that world is yeah. is incredible, you know. And and you know, going back to what you were saying about Sonic and things like that, about the soundtrack in Final Fantasy VII, just the sounds of that, and just some of the backing tracks for them towns, you know, when you're in Midgar and the slums and things like that, is just it's just great just to hear that soundtrack again and. and <laughs> I've been playing it in kind of in bed on a night time, just for kind of winding down for evening. And I was like, "Can you turn that off?" Because that music's really irritating. And I just—I look around at her, just <laughs> I was like, "What? So sorry, what? What did you just say?" And it's like this is like an iconic <laughs> game of my childhood and most people's childhoods. And you just slated it and said that it's you know the the soundtrack's noise. So like, that I don't care, don't care. So I mean, she she's a sort of a more relaxed game in terms, but she'll played like Lego games, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, and she's kind of playing through Sims 4 at the moment on, on the PlayStation. So she's not kind of as big into these sort of games, but but yeah, I, I was playing it just up until the point before we we started recording this, and I think I'm about seven or eight hours in, um, and I've just left Midgar and gone to the city of Calm just after the whole sort of you know they've the blown the the um, section of Midgar up, which. I think I'm safe saying that. I don't think I can really spoil a 23 or 24 (laughs) year old game, can I? So, um, but did you, I'm guessing, given you were a a Sony sort of kid as well, I'm guessing you, you were at least flirted with Final Fantasy in some capacity. Um,
1: It's, I think the first Final Fantasy game I bought, I had no idea of um, turn taking games. And uh, I Mm. hate it. I hate the idea of turn taking games. And it was. Oh I can't remember when, but I, I replayed it just before um the PlayStation Two came out. and you know, getting the right. old uh, two discs. Um, <laughs> remember those. Okay. Um yeah. and going, yeah. Oh right, I get this now. So yeah, it's um these games like that I just I, I can't I mean I literally Two weeks ago, maybe. I mean, to be honest, still now, I I've got that, that feeling of I really want to play Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2. And mm. I know you can get them on the PS3, but my, P- yeah. I've got, my PS3's knackered. It's uh, an ornament more than anything now. And if you can't get them on the PS4, and it uh, <laughs> drives me nuts because they haven't touched it up. It's yeah. not, you know, brand new, it's not fancy graphics, but then they did the re editions, it was just touched up. But it's still, it's still the game we remember. Um, yeah, I just think there's there's games like that that, yeah, if you, you can do what what they've done with with the uh, the new one coming out, and that's great. It's but it's a completely different game. It's a new game. It's it's yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting yeah. one. But yeah, I I don't know. I'd love to uh, throw myself back into the uh, the folding the two discs uh, case
0: open and.
1: And we took
0: on the back for Meryl's oh, code. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of that. Yeah. Oh, that that was ingenious. That. And I remember Metal Gear Solid as well when you're fighting Mantis and you have to plug the oh, controller into the second controller port. So, so can to figure that out. Yeah. You know, so just.
1: Long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just. That is ingenious, you know, in terms of. But well, that, that's just Kojima, you know, through and through in terms of him and just even back then, sort of thinking of things like that. Yeah. He's kind I of ahead see. of his time, wasn't he? So. But yeah, I think I think I think when you've played the originals like that, and I think if you've played any of the new Final Fantasies or even Metal Gear Solid, kind of tying it into that, and then went back and played the original, if you if you don't know the original, you wouldn't you wouldn't get on with it. You know, you wouldn't accept it, and you'd be like, "What what is this rubbish?" You know, because like you say, from Final Fantasy now, in terms of it's not turn based, it's kind of active, and obviously Metal Gear Solid now it's more open world as opposed to sort of a sort of a top down or no bird's eye view thing. It's it's a completely different animal yeah, and beast now, isn't it? So but yeah, it's for me, I think it, for me it's great to, to go back and, and play this. And I think it'll kind of scratch the itch of, well, I can ride this out and wait until a later point where there's another chapter released of the remake, which God knows when it's gonna come out because we've been waiting years for this first first one to come out. So when it'll be I've no idea. But I think it'll kind of push me to play the um the other ones as well, eight and nine, because I I really enjoyed eight and nine as well. So, given given this lockdown maybe going on for several more weeks, I think it might uh, it might just be a Final Fantasy Doesn't binge for mad. me for now. <laughs> no, I mean it's a hard life, you know, it's a hard life, isn't it? So uh, so, but uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been I've been playing recently. Um, so we're we kind of coming to the end of what we uh, what we have planned in in to discuss. Um, but before we kind of wind it up and and leave it there, there's just a couple of mentions which we've already kind of touched upon these throughout the throughout the show. But um, for anyone that doesn't know, Dave, obviously you you've kind of quite prevalent on Instagram and, and run your own sort of page and dedicated page for for virtual pub club, which is oh, is great. You know, I've, I've appeared on an episode myself. Um, you know, it's it's a great way of getting to know people. So in terms of you know, for anyone who's not familiar with it, do you want to kind of just give it a more sort of thorough sort of brief and rundown than, than uh, yeah, what sure. I can so give it? So Virtual
1: Pub Club started in uh, June of last year. Um, Mac Hands Bar North Beer fan started it and it was just a way of getting people together on Instagram to share a beer, really. And it's kind of evolved since then. So I took it over in October, maybe. Um, yeah. The idea behind it is kind of do a deep dive behind the Instagram and the can. So, um, When normal services, it's every other Monday, and um, it's a mix between beer enthusiasts and uh, bloggers to breweries. Um, Over the course of this uh, interesting time with the isolation, I've been doing two shows a week. Um, On a Monday, we uh, have our bloggers, and on sometimes a friday um we have a brewery so recently we've had vault city on to join us um which was fantastic uh this evening um as we record this um i've got wylam uh joining us to do a bit of a deep dive into the backstory of wylam and what we can expect in the future and hear about kind of what's gone on in between um spoilers i've got uh polly's brew and daya joining me uh next week um yeah, the this the idea Fantastic. of kind of making making these brands that we love, you know, these breweries that have been churning out uh, beers, um, so we can just understand a bit what the backstory is, as well as yeah, yeah, you know, just enjoying the beer. I mean, the reason it's um, in, I, I've kind of carried it on. It was only going to only supposed to be a short stop, to be honest with me, uh, running stuff, and here we are, however many uh, months later. But the it's the 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 beer enthusiast bit they're getting fellow Instagrammers on that i really enjoy as well and it's a lot of us take the kind of similar pictures in regards to it's a can with a glass let's be honest um some people are better at making them look fancy than, than uh, me but um, it's nice to get to know who's behind the page and what get, got them into it and as you say you uh, kindly kindly came on um a few weeks ago for um, people to understand who who you are, who it's not just points of brew, um, a page about beer, it's uh, Stephen, it's learning who's behind it and what makes you tick and what got you into it and what things you're looking forward to. Um, and that's what it is, basically. It's this kind of a, a, a plane for us to get to know each other and get to know breweries.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think in this, like you said, you know, it's kind of, you'd be doing more with, with the, the isolation of the lockdown thing. You know, I think with that in mind I think this sort of thing is is great you know because it, it gets people to to meet people in terms of you know if you have two people at the same time or just even just getting to know people it's like because that's again that's what is great about this community that we've we've got on Instagram is meeting people and speaking to people that you've ne- necessarily met before but just getting on with them straight away you know and, and Arundel was a sort of a testament to that in terms of how many people were there and just you know because I'd, I'd spo- you know been on virtual public or with yourself beforehand but up until that point we'd, we'd never actually physically met before and it's the same for most people that I met and, and spoke with down there but it's it's a great thing that you do in terms of getting that you know that message out there for people and getting to know people better but the breweries as well and, and the fact that they're willing to do it is great you know in terms of sort of you know one of a better phrase pandering to their audience but you know getting to know their audience and bringing them to to like you know in terms of getting questions answered that people might have or you know getting to know people because at the end of the day these are small companies and small businesses that you know some of them are running you know the the people who set the business up and the brewery up are the ones that run their instagram feed you know so there will be people that you might end up speaking to and you might not know that sort of thing so it, it's it's a great way of people getting to know one another for sure and it's you know long long way to continue and, and certainly for the length of time that we've got this lockdown you know the the monday and friday is working fantastically booking you know book ending the week you know for, for having the, the sort of the, the mm-hmm. bloggers on the monday and the breweries on the friday so it, it's great to give something people to look forward to at the end of the week you know for what are yeah uh, no, i difficult mean that's, times that's exactly it.
1: it's um, giving you an excuse not to feel bad to crack that can on a monday and <laughs> um and yeah just yeah. <laughs> giving a bit of something to be involved with uh, um ticks your passion off while mm. we can't go out and meet up for a beer with your mates. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's really virtual pub club in a, in a glass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in, in terms of that, obviously you've, you've got your own channel and that's obviously well, we said Dave BV UK, but is it just, it's just that virtual pub club for it's your, your dedicated channel for that, isn't it? Official.
1: And, uh, yeah, moved over yeah. onto there just in case, um, I have to hand it over to anyone or I can't make a, anything. It's one place, one shop for people to go to. So, um, yeah, but it's at, at Virtual yeah. Pub Club official. So get over there and give it a like. Um, I, yeah, I've got my page Dave BV UK. Um, I've just managed—I don't know how—over uh, a thousand people are humouring me online. So, I am going to do a, a giveaway in Titans Virtual <laughs> Pub Club once uh, once this is all kind of blown over. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just do Instagram. Really, it's it's my it's the best platform. I don't understand Twitter, and I get people like my nan now on Facebook, so I've come off there. So it's yeah, I'm, I'm Instagram's <laughs> where you <by> me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a safe haven. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it. And and the thing for me is that you know when I when I first started doing this, you know, I was already taking pictures of beer and posting it on my own personal personal account before I changed it into into the blog because. I'd had the the blog that I've not touched for a while and my Twitter account again, which I've not touched for a while since I've come on Instagram. I had those both before mm-hmm. I started on on Insta. And since then, it's kind of been my, my go-to-place because, you know, I don't do it for the likes, the followers. You know, I, I do it to speak to people, you know, like like we're doing now and, and have done in the past and everybody else that's on there just because there's such a genuine and kind bunch of people in there. It's a community that, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago that – or you might end up meeting people online or meeting with randomers online that you've not, you know, you'd have, you just spoke to online. It's like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever thought to do that, you know, but this is just such a wonderful community and everyone just gets on. You know, I've not really met anybody on here that I've not had a good chat with, you know, by, you know, just message or comments or even actually physically meeting up with people and, and chatting with. So, you know, like you say, the, the fact that we can we can do that and, and have that community is fantastic and, and this just is a testament to it you know, how strong and how sort of engaged and loyal that community is by, by what you're doing with, uh, with virtual pub club. So, so yes, Thank I'm, you. I'm looking forward to that one tonight, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, it made me chuckle, actually, the, um, the little poll that you did on your story to say, you're looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> and then yes, with, with a funny voice, I'd, I'd pressed <laughs> yes before I'd even read the second option. I was like, Oh damn, I wanted to, I wanted to type that. I wanted to press that option. So I, uh, so yeah, so there will be some, uh, some, some silly or humorous accents or voices, I imagine tonight with with the chaps from 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 Newcastle. Yeah, we'll, so I'm I'm we'll looking say. forward to that. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then just um, a, a shout out for me, which you've kind of already you've already mentioned in in the in the show already, which I wanted to just give him a uh, give him a nod, really, because um, he's kind of. New to Instagram, but also he's, he's done a lot for me in the past. And what he's doing now is, is my, my dad, who's just new onto the Instagram scene. Which I know there was a massive call in for him to, um, by one person in particular, um, Mary Hoppins, for him to come down to Arundel with us. But he uh, sadly, due to work commitments, he wasn't able to come down. So um, I'm hopefully going to get him out there in the wild soon um, in terms of some other, other beer festivals. Um, the main one, hopefully, what we're looking at now is Leeds International come September. Which hopefully that'll that'll still be on, but um, but he's at nc underscore redrawn on Instagram, and he is like I mentioned earlier, fantastic at drawing. Which that's not me, just kind of because he's my dad. Is you know his drawings, banging, you know, <laughs> have, have received some excellent feedback, um, you know, since he started doing it. And um, you know, he he won the the really thing that brought it to light was yeah. he he won the competition to do the patrons project homebrew competition, um, which I. You know, I, I'll always like I'll always hold it to him that I I was the one that told him to join it. You know, I said, "Dad, do this." You know, even if you don't get anywhere, do it just to you know get back into drawing, because it's always been his his dream to to make a sort of a hobby or not career, but you know to get recognised for it. And you know, and thankfully he, he won the competition. That's kind of what you know what what set it off really. And since then, he's done a a few other doodles on the side. Um, and he's just finished one and just posted it on his page now, which is kind of a. A coronavirus, an NHS or NHS versus coronavirus doodle, and um, which he just put live, which he is now selling copies of as well. And he's done it in any of the profit that he would normally take out of it. He's done it in that to, to the NHS nice. local to local to home to where they are. So, um. You know, he's just just doing his little bit where he can, as as we all are. You know, just taking our hats off, and you know, for for people in the NHS. You know, I know you said you know a you know a doctor or the frontline staff, but anybody who's working in and around the NHS at the moment, you know, massive hats off to the excellent work that's being done in there. So, uh, just thought I'd give him a, a shout out, and if anybody listens that isn't already following, like say, it's NC underscore redrawn, um, if you could give him a follow and just check his page out, yeah, and I'm sure he'd, uh, audience, he'd massively so he'd appreciate myself. it. Yeah. and, and like I say if i could just even have a a, a percentage of his artistic ability then then uh, that would be fantastic but sadly i was i wasn't blessed with that uh, with that gene but um, but yeah is is uh, flying the flag there um and that nicely brings us to the end of the podcast which i think we've been going for Ooh, what probably about an hour and hour and 10 hour and 15 mm-hmm. so it's probably about about time that we uh, we wrap it up and don't, I, I don't bore people with my uh, with my yorkshire tones um so thanks very much for, for joining dave i appreciate that you're uh, like i say you're very busy with work and whatnot at the moment and then obviously you've got to plan and prepare for your, your virtual pub club this evening Brilliant. so Absolute i uh, i appreciate thank you, thank you so taking the time to to join me and uh, have a chat and a natter no you're very welcome mate and hopefully we can uh, we can have you on again at some time in the future um and, um yeah we'll um, we'll we'll hopefully share a, a beer or several again like we did in Arundel uh, sometime soon once this is all uh, once this is all over so um so yes thanks for joining Dave and everyone who's listened um, to this episode thank you for thanks for listening um if you have got any questions comments or feedback at all no matter what it is by all means feel free to send me a message on Instagram which I know a lot of people have done so so thank you for the um, the overwhelming response so far um, anything at all please please send it over um, any you know any ideas or suggestions for people who want to be on or even if anybody wants to be on themselves please send me a message um, likewise um, I've got my own email address for the accounts which is point to brew at gmail.com and once this is out and about on the in Sorry, the um iTunes, Google Podcasts, if anybody could give it a, a review, a like, whatever it is that you have to do on the different podcast channels, that'd be appreciated. Um and stay tuned for any episodes in the future. So thanks again and we'll we'll see you soon.